Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's pretty great. I'm in my new New York studios today. So yeah, up on 51st Street on the 22nd New New York, like like from Futurama. Yes, New New York. I'm on the 22nd floor of the Haverstadt Building. (laughs) So got, got the new studio up and running. Pretty excited about this. Does it sound better? Do I sound better? Do I sound like I'm official now? A little bit, a little bit. Awesome, awesome. Hey, how's your how's your week been, buddy? Not too bad. I'm still still sort of recovering from the uh, holiday holiday weekend experience. Oh, that's right. Uh, for our listeners, we are recording this right after Thanksgiving. Yep, yep. Well, the episode that aired today tonight was our pre-Thanksgiving episode, and we're recording our post-Thanksgiving episode. So we're, we're still recovering from the tryptophan. Got that turkey right, in our right. Do you, ha- do you do you Are you one of the ones that still has all the turkey leftovers, and you're still eating off of them for the weeks? Uh, we had we had some of them. We have um, I. It's a sort of a running running joke or shtick or something between me and and my immediate family that uh, many of them are terrible at packing, which is my long convoluted way of saying we did not have a lot of space in the car. So, um, that's right. You went away. You went away. Yeah. Yeah. We went down to Tennessee. So we brought back some of the turkey legs and most of the turkey meat that was left from the turkey that I made Mm -hmm. and, uh, a little bit of cranberry sauce. And that was about it. Like most of the leftovers stayed at my sister's. So, well, I guess that could lead us right into our start things off. So how about we talk about some good times? Okay. So let's just round that back about to, to the Thanksgiving things for your, for your Thanksgiving. So you, how'd your, how'd your uh, turkey cook go this year? I know you're getting better at it every year, right? It, it went well. I, uh, I, I took a chance this time and bought a, um, a turkey brining kit, which is really just a bag of salt and herbs. Yeah. Um, but I did that. It was a kit designed to go up to a 25 pound turkey and i had a turkey that was about 14 pounds and so i was concerned that it would be too salty Mm -hmm. um it didn't really cause me any problems until i got to making the gravy because i did that sort of wrong and um i can go into more detail about that if that's at all well i i got a question about that so you deep fry wait do you deep fry you don't deep fry no oh okay um the 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 one of the main things that that tipped the scales on me buying the the brining kit because when I've done this before two years ago, I just you know we have a a jar of sea salt and I put some garlic and and Worcestershire in a in a bucket in like a, a bucket that I bought to make beer in and and soak it. But the the brining kit came with a bag. It's like a giant you know Ziploc bag so that I could uh, um. I could put it in the roasting pan and not have to fit a giant bucket in the fridge. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say the people that people that fry their their stuff, which I personally think has the best flavor because it's mm. so juicy. But it's fried. I mean, yeah, yeah right, right. It's deep fried, like you said. But but they can't make they can't really make a gravy, right? Because there's no drippings or mm. anything, right? It's just yeah. I mean, you you can. You just can't make real gravy. It's got to be like with chicken stock or something right but man we like uh at our thanksgiving one of our thanksgivings um our buddy brad he made um 
he made the gravy out of the gravy drippings and it's just yeah. so light years of better above any other kind of gravy is when you for that, sure for sure fattening so the the way that i did that so the the turkey brines in salt water for i left it overnight so it was about 25 26 hours and then i rinsed it and put it back in the fridge because when it was done it was like seven eight at night and uh i couldn't start cooking it until the next day um because i cook it in the grill We've got the egg-shaped grill and charcoal, and it cooks very low at like 200, 225, as much as I can keep the temperature steady with actual charcoal, just like adjusting the vents every half hour. Right. Oh, that that could be a children's novel, you know, Dennis Rogers (laughs) and the egg-shaped grill. All right, right. right. Um, But uh, before I did that, um, I filled the cavity of the – I mean, I put – uh, garlic herb butter, which is just like melted butter, a little bit of um, sage and thyme and garlic run through a food processor and then cooled down so that it turned back into butter and uh, and put that under the skin wherever I could I could reach, get my fingers in. And, uh, and then I filled the cavity with um, onions, carrots, celery, garlic, and fresh the rest of the fresh um thyme and sage and so all of that goes into the cavity and then the turkey just sits in a roaster pan in the grill all day at at like 200 and so then when it was done um i took all of that stuff out of the cavity all those vegetables and the juice from that you know the turkey juices that ran down into the pan and I put it all in the food processor and blended it up. Blended it up. At first, I thought that I maybe should have taken the carrots out. Um, I did this before two years ago when I did the turkey, and I think I um, took a different approach where I started with a roux and then just used the juice to kind of thin it out and add, you know, sort of make the gravy from just that juice. Mm-hmm. But instead, this time I just pureed up all those vegetables well the problem was um even though i had rinsed the turkey there was still a lot of salt in the skin and the inside of the cavity of the turkey and so this gravy was just super salty oh like okay. much much too salty right. um and so i thinned it out a little bit i mean i had added cornstarch to thicken it into a gravy consistency, consistency. so it wasn't just it's it's too runny otherwise. Yeah. And what I ended up doing was cutting up a couple of potatoes into big chunks, big slices, and um, putting those in there. And then it all went into a jar for the trip down. Well, that's interesting. Potatoes? Yeah, it's it's a supposedly a technique to reduce salinity. The potatoes soak up the salt. Wild. Did not know and that. And then you... And then you pull the potatoes out. At one point, I was considering just, like, blending the potatoes in there as well. And then it was funny when we were when we were eating dinner and talking about, you know, what is and isn't healthy because there's not, you know, it's real food at Thanksgiving, but plenty of it is not healthy. You take... Oh, nothing. Take sweet potatoes. Just, Thanksgiving is just take a bunch sweet of potatoes and, Yeah, and cover them with, with marshmallows and brown sugar so that yeah. you don't have to taste the vegetable. Yeah, and you, you take but, corn and you douse it in a thick layer of butter. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. And but my Mashed gravy was the same gravy. way. I was like, I was like, this gravy is mostly just pureed vegetable and and turkey broth. Yeah, I was like, it's relatively healthy aside from you know being more salt, more sodium than you than you need. But yeah, uh, say so the the if you think of, now that you said that when you think about it, the if it was just the healthy parts of the meal, like if it was just just turkey without any sauce or gravy or anything on it, just flat plain turkey, and you mm-hmm. got corn with without like sweet corn, we do it without you know butter or salt or anything like that, and then you had mashed potatoes without any gravy or butter or salt, that would not be a very good meal. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I wasn't not, sure where you were going with that. I was just but. saying that it's healthy, but. It's it's all those terrible things for you that make it so delicious. I mean, I mean, c- corn and potatoes are not really that healthy. No, no. I mean, they're starchy, like, but right. They're better than candy, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, they're a yeah. vegetable, technically, so... Right. I mean, they start out as vegetables. Hey, wait, is a, is a corn a vegetable or is it a fruit? It's got seeds. Doesn't have seeds. It or, is seeds. Uh, it is seeds. Yeah, it's. I think it's a grain. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, because you're eating the seeds. Yeah, it's yeah. like a it's like a big giant uh, grass. It gets lumped into the vegetables type, thing if you're playing Stardew Valley. Just so you know. That's true, but yeah. in in Black Desert Online, it's one of the starches you can use to make beer. Alongside wheat and potato. That's true. Hey, speaking of beer, um, <laughs> I had about six weeks ish ago. This, this is part of part of my good times. Okay. Uh, about six weeks ago, we decided we were playing Gloomhaven, and I decided we, we've been getting. I've been getting some pressure to paint the miniatures for Gloomhaven for our group. Not pressure, right. but you know, a little friendly pressure. And then I, I decided, hey, ask the group, what are you guys doing Friday or whatnot? And uh, two of them out of the, the three guys said nothing. And let's go to our buddy Captain Chris's house and paint paint miniatures, you know, because we're wild right. and crazy guys that way. Um, I think you mentioned this on the show. I probably did. Um, so what we did, if that's actually, if you if people have listened to the show, we made beer that night. Uh, Pat did, our buddy Pat. And... I had a little small hand in it. As much as a kid, uh, a child making cookies with their parents has a hand in making cookies. That's kind of <laughs> how I had in the beer. Um, nice. Right. But it came to fruition and all of our big screw ups that happened with it. We made a, we made beer and Pat brought a uh, gallon of the, the beer this last week to me and I got to drink some of it and nice. it was okay. I, it was It was the first kind of beer that I had something to do with. And it was nice. So that that was definitely good. Um, I had for my Thanksgivings, I givings, I did have givings. I had uh, kind of four Thanksgiving meals. Um, okay. I picked up Sydney from her mom at on Wednesday. Oh, you're, you're counting the tailgate, aren't you? No, I'm not actually. I didn't get to go to the tailgate. Oh. I was not feeling well, probably because I had four Thanksgiving meals. Um, probably, yeah. Probably. Uh, no, Wednesday I picked up Sydney and we were... Uh, in a little meetup town called uh, Washington, Indiana, mm-hmm. just a little bitty town. And Sydney was hungry, and we decided to go eat at a like a um, 
family style buffet and the things they here had on the buffet were basically thanksgiving things oh, corn potato sure. turkey ham um so we ate we ate that night there and i felt like oh i should not eat anymore it's like I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be um done with thanksgiving i'm just gonna eat a little bit on thanksgiving so the next day <laughs> i went to um uh, my kind of family's thanksgiving it was uh the trotsky family uh, thing and right I had I decided to have a plate with just like two bites of everything on it, but that was a huge plate. Still, it was like yeah, yeah. a massive plate. Um, so I had that. Then the next day, um, I I had forgot I, I, uh, that my friend Shelly had asked to uh, us to come over to her family Thanksgiving, and right. which was at her house, which was like a bunch of crazy mess with a ton of kids and, and a little bitty space, but. They cooked there, and and I again, I actually didn't think I was going to eat anything, but lo and right. behold, the person who was preparing all of the dishes was like a professional chef. That's his career. Oh man! So I was like, oh man! And everything was like you would think of a really nice restaurant Thanksgiving stuff. Um, so I had to eat then, right? Um, yeah. And then the last and final one was the next day. It was a uh, Saturday and I decided I wasn't feeling all that great. My stomach was a little upset. So I didn't go to the tailgating. I was just going to take it easy. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I went, the only thing I had to do was go out and buy Sydney a new coat. It's we overdue for that. So we went okay. out to the store. She was having kind of a preteen meltdown, kind of not wanting to get new things. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're just going to go home. And then I get a text from our, our buddy Trotsky. And he's like, Hey, are you guys coming over tonight? And I'd forgot that his wife, their family came in and we were going to go to that one. Okay. So I was like, of course I remembered. And <laughs> we left straight from there and went to had another Thanksgiving night. So blessings, but man, I just, I don't need to eat for a while. I mean, all right. I just need to recoup from, from all of it. It's great. I love that's my favorite kind of food on the planet. It really is. Thanksgiving food is the best. Sure. Um, I think the the most here. Let me ask one question. You one thing. What's the most your favorite thing that you had at Thanksgiving that you, if you ate every every day, you would feel guilty at? Like, hmm. what's the most decadent thing or most gluttonous type type thing that you had there? That's like, okay, this is not good, but I don't care because it's Thanksgiving. Do you have any of those? I don't know. Um, I mean, the turkey turned out well, but that's just meat. Like, yeah, and I, I don't, I wouldn't feel bad eating it every day. I would just no, you can eat turkey it. every day. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had a decent amount of, uh, of snacks one day, like the, um, you know, the cheese that comes in a, in a tub that you like spreadable cheese, you know what I'm talking about? I, I don't, I, but I'm interested. My, my mind is <laughs> ready to go with this information. Okay, well... Um, is it like a Velveeta Im- spread or something? <laughs> well, sort of. Okay. Like, imagine like if you buy cream cheese in a tub instead of in a brick, right? In a in a little plastic tub. Okay. Um, And then it varies between the normal cream cheese and the whipped cream cheese which oh. i prefer the whipped because is, it's, is it a sharp taste 
It depends on the cheese. Like we had one that was like a cheddar with something like a normal cheddar-y kind of cheese and one that was more – it was closer to like a beer cheese. Okay. Do you know what I'm imagining right now? You know those those – when you were a kid, you would get those cracker stick or pretzel stick type things, and they would have the little cup of peanut butter or cheese. Yes, it's very similar to that, except with a bigger thing like like hummus would come in. Oh, man, I want to put my face in it right now. That sounds great. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. So we, we had some of that and, uh, and Triscuits. Oh, I, that ruined it. Triscuits. My, my favorite cracker. Is that like the wheat kind that has the wheat? It has wheat and also a lot of salt. I love the salt. Okay, I love the salt ones. I bet you. Could, I, I guess the last time I had Triscuits, they did the non-salted kind. Oh no! Which is just eating grain of dry hay or something is not. Good. I I like them because compared to like a Ritz, they're they're strong, but they're yeah. still soft enough to chew. Like you can get tortilla chips that I feel like I'm going to crack my teeth on. Yeah. Yeah, but think, but a, but a triscuit is still very chewable for how strong it is, which yeah. is a very detailed uh, uh, reasoning there. But. I'm I'm dealing with something similar now. It's I'm I'm I have to I love cheese. I like just eating like buying things of cheese and putting on it. And the cracker is important. Like you got to find the right yeah. kind of cracker to it's put true. that on. Yeah, or or even hummus. Like I like to eat hummus, and I got to find the right kind of thing for that. Uh, I like. Um, the grocery store by us I just discovered has several different kinds of um, naan or nan bread, the Indian mm-hmm. uh, bread. It's, it's very similar to pita, but usually yep. has a little more, a little more flavor, maybe a little charring on it. And you can yep. you can heat that up in like in a toaster, toaster oven, or microwave. Yeah, I like those. Those are good. They make some. They have some at the grocery store. I just discovered that uh, are exactly toaster sized. Wow. I mean that's which, which is nice now down the, on a wow whole thing of hummus with that <laughs> yeah basically wow yeah I got to be careful with hummus I mean I I used to not like it at all chick anything with chickpeas mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. about two years ago I kind of got turned on to it maybe three and I, I just recently tonight I was eating some I bought some um, yeah and good the good hummus I'm not talking about like the bland kind of hummus you can get like I like the roasted red pepper stuff and yeah 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, I could I could just sit there all day. I got to be careful. It's like <laughs> chips. I got to be careful to have the container. I got to put it to the side and take a dip out. You know, right, right. Or it's bad. Um, so mine would be my gluttonous thing is I have usually around Thanksgiving they always have pumpkin pie, which is definitely a weak spot for me. But the other one that I sure. have a hard time deciding with which slice should I have is cheesecake because oh my god, okay. cheesecake. Yeah. Um, so my my last couple years solution has been to take a half a slice of pumpkin pie and a half a slice of cheesecake, put it into a red solo cup, and then half full of uh, whipped cream, and just mix it all up like a big smoothie. What? Nice. Yes, cheesecake and pumpkin pie. It's cheesecake and pumpkin pie, and no, you just that's crazy whip it up. Talk. Oh, it's so good. It's just think about it. It's like a, it's like a yeah, cheesecake, pumpkin pie. So mm. good, and you just like whip it up with a spoon in in a solo cup with whipped cream and right, yeah. right. And if you want, you can put a little bit of that that cherries from the the uh, cheesecake in it. Mm-hmm. That's the best. And I would eat a ton of that if I could, but I, only on Thanksgiving. Um, we had uh, we don't do cheesecake. Actually, we had cheesecake at um our 
our brother's wedding and there was a bunch of it left over and so fully like half of my family are just completely put off cheesecake blasphemy because they're like they're like yeah we had nothing for like food or snacks except cheesecake for you know three weeks and now i can't (laughs) hey Um, uh get get this you want to hear something gross um betsy uh, trotsky's wife had a their family has this food that they made that they make for every thanksgiving or they used to when they were kids here it is Mm -hmm. it's bananas like a whole banana yeah and it's slathered in miracle whip and then rolled in peanuts Hmm. that it sounds it's terrible that sounds like a uh that sounds like i'm gonna i'm gonna be a little classist that sounds like a poor poor person's like ice cream like banana split yeah it does anything that adds miracle whip to it just in general is is right. that kind of a thing yeah uh i i, I they, they cut it into slices so not slices but like into balls i guess um you know Chunks, squares yeah. or whatever and then they did it and rolled it up and and i had one i tried it i will say it sounds disgusting it's not terrible it's not great it mm-hmm. it's like i like you taste taste mainly banana it's like i sure. like bananas and i like peanuts i like peanuts yeah and bananas. The, i mean the Wait, did you say Miracle Whip? That's right. Miracle Whip, Dennis. Oh, God. Miracle I Whip. I mean, take that exact formula, except do peanut butter. That's fine. That would be great. Now now you have something, like, <laughs> actually appetizing. But, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big peanut butter fan and yeah. a big, like, not... Uh, Miracle Whip or any kind of mayonnaise person. <laughs> but I, I think I seem to recall Betsy saying that she doesn't like peanut butter. That's Maybe that's a thing. But they had, they had peanuts so I on could, it. I could see that. Uh, oh man, peanut butter sounds great. Now see? Bananas with peanut butter on it and then peanuts. That would be great. You're, uh, yeah, you're close to the Elvis sandwich there. <laughs> right. Alright, that, that was a nice little Thanksgiving recap. Um, hey, but while we're kind of on that seasonal type thing, how about we go down some Black Friday talk? We got to have you that, jump right? right into the uh, okay. Yeah, why not? We're right there, we're right there. After Thanksgiving comes what? Black Friday. True, true. Of course, of course. These days, it's basically Black Thursday slash Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, yeah. Which is whatever. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So stores stores open if people show up, and but then why not? Yeah. Um. So what uh what what did you did you get any sweet deals any huge uh, expenses It's a little it was a little lackluster I I will say this Did you I am did blessed you buy a, a new car did you go to Ford's drive and save Black <laughs> did, Friday event did put a not. giant bow I I, your, I will say that that I am I am blessed by the fact that I have I have enough stuff like I have right. the things like I don't need to <laughs> go and buy a new crock pot or a whatever you know cooking machine whatever i don't i don't need a lot of that stuff um so black friday for me isn't it's it's always kind of picking up a few of the things that i maybe didn't get movies mainly games right right. um and this year was a little lackluster on that i i would say on average i could buy 200 dollars worth of games and movies and get like 15 things it's pretty great um sure or, or more 15 to to 25 this year I got about maybe ten 
things and they were just okay. I got um, um, the Aliens collection of all the Aliens movies, the Star Trek Next Generation. Okay. I got their collection movie, of all their movie movies. Collection. Yep. Um, I did, did you buy get the? Oh. Did you get the originals? Kirk and Spock not. collection you linked. I did not. I. Hmm. I, I'm torn on those. I don't know how I feel. I'm, I mean, I think uh, those are better than those those next generation movies. They probably are. You know, they probably are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I the thing here's the here's here's the difference. I think the the stories and the movies themselves in the originals are better than the next generation movies. But okay. I like the actors and the characters of the next generation better than I like the original series. Mm, that's fair. So yeah, I mean, Scotty is just one note Scotty Kurt. Yeah. They're all one note characters with the original cast. Um, and there's no real character development ever. Um, Spock hmm. arguably is about the only one. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, I only got one game. I mean, I'm, I'm already too many games that I have anyway to play. I got, Wait, I thought God you bought War. a bunch of, I thought you, uh, you bought a bunch of, um, game fly, used games you didn't do that no that that really bothered me you sent me dennis listeners sent, kindly mm. sent me kept sending me links to these deals that were happening through the week uh, which i think he was just like burning my money um but there was gamefly was selling a lot of their used games for super super dirt cheap um and i spent a good hour going through every game they had and adding them all to my cart mm. and i had i had like eight on there and then i went to check out and the submit button wouldn't submit. Oh. And and I was like, what is what is this wizardry that's trying to stop me from spending too much money? <laughs> so I, I clicked it again. Okay, whatever. I hit refresh. It came up with the cart. I hit submit button. Would not work. Um, so I just closed everything down. I'm on my phone, by the way. And I went, closed everything down and restarted my whole process all over again and spent about another hour going through, putting things in. The submit button didn't work again. Hmm. So And then by that time... Half the games that I wanted were gone we're because they were stock, yeah. going gone so quickly. So I, I, I mean, they're, it's they're used so that they don't have an endless supply. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought, you know what? About five of these that I that I kind of would only have ever bought because they were four At or five dollars. Dirt cheap price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not going to go pay full price or even you know no. deal prices on these things. So I'm just going to wait until I ended up after being frustrated with that. Decided to wait until Black Friday. Um, gotcha. And then when I went to Black Friday, I kind of talked myself out of things. Like I wanted near Automata, but mm. it was it's thirty dollars, and I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. that's not like it doesn't that doesn't feel like a Cyber Day thing for me at sure. least uh, for a game that I wasn't like jazzed on initially anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then uh, I did want God of War. I almost would have paid sixty dollars for that game, but it was twenty five dollars. I did buy that. Okay. Um, okay, so anyway, I talked enough. What the big things I got? Honestly, I got a new ultra wide monitor. Um, okay, two two years putting my gaming PC together. Last year at this time, when we were talking about the subject, I talked about putting together my awesome PC, right, um, right, which is still amazing. And sure. now I got a incredibly awesome ultra wide twenty nine inch um, monitor and a M dot two one terabyte solid state drive for the inside of it. Um, oh wow! Oh, Those aren't oh and a new gaming mouse. I got a new gaming mouse. What, Not as awesome what, as your gaming mouse is, Dennis. But what did what did you like a Logitech or something? Yeah, no, it's a Corsair. Okay. Yeah, M sixty or something. It, it was it was fairly affordable. 
price, but it was a cons- it was a considerable upgrade to what I had had before. Sure, yeah. Uh, Corsair is the the hardware that I had before Thanksgiving that I ended up returning because mm. I didn't love the mouse. It was it was loud and clicky, and the keyboard was okay. It was a nice keyboard, but it was two hundred bucks, and I was mm. like, this this is not like for two hundred bucks. I have to really love it. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Well, I walked into Best Buy on this one, and, and it was definitely highlighted as a Black Friday sale. Sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Throw this in there. Completely affordable price. Half the cost of what it would normally cost. Haven't had a new one in at least eight years. So, yeah. That's, it's, it's nice. It's got a billion buttons that I love. Right, pretty, right. Pretty, pretty um, so, I got... I think I got um, my my gaming peripheral from Best Buy also. So let's see. Um, I got new studio headphones that I'm wearing right now. Uh, those are from Guitar Center of all places. Although, I mean, I guess they're sound music. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I should have looked for more like recording stuff. That's what I should have done. I looked for a lot. I didn't see anything. I mean, some like the blue yetis were on sale and stuff like yeah, that. There, yeah, there was nothing else that I that I could live without, couldn't live without. Um which is sort of what I do. Like I look down the deals and I've learned over the years buyer's remorse and all that. Whenever possible, I'm always trying to talk myself out of whatever it is cuz otherwise I'll just, you know, spend $1000 on junk I don't need. Um but the Speaking of junk, I don't need the biggest <laughs> biggest things that I that I got are I got a new iPad Mini. Oh, um, yeah. where did you, you get that from? Um, Best Buy, no Target. I say Best Buy was like there was a big thing for them when I was there. They were handing those. Things um, out. it was it was a Target deal, and I thought I was going to be able to pick it up in the store, which would have been nice for the drive home. Um, but they were out of stock and, uh, offered to ship it. So it's still somewhere in transit, but it was the, the, they're not called series with the iPad mini four or fourth generation. Uh, the one I have is a second generation with 16 gigs of memory, which is okay. a very small amount these days. And for two fifty, I was able to get the fourth generation with, 128 gigs and so now i'll be able to actually put episodes of things from netflix and stuff on it um i got that and i got the series 3 apple watch whoa you got the apple watch nice yeah that was you you decided to take a bite on that one yeah they're normally like 330 but target had them for 199 oh that's a good deal i'm like that's a that's a really good deal Oh um, man, you should why didn't you send me that link? I probably would have bought that for sure. <laughs> it was it was in the store only. And so when uh my sisters and one of them, actually both David and Andrew came with me too. Um they wanted to go to Target after after dinner. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go along. I'll see if they see if they have anything. Um those were the big things, I think. Um and I oh, got a you know what? I got a keyboard. I got the version two Razer Chroma, uh, which is oh cool uh, uh, Black Widow. It's just the newer version of the keyboard I have. I got my keyboard in like 
2013 or 14, and it still works, but I have a couple of the keys that are starting to double type. Um, mm. And Best Buy had all the Razer peripherals like 50% off. So I was like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Um, and those are the big things. I kept looking at the Switches, uh, Nintendo Switch. The best deal that I saw was um, on a on like one of those mass deal sites. Oh yeah, you could get the console and the Pokemon game for three oh nine. Which is like, um, you're, like ba- you're basically $60. getting the game for free, right? Ten bucks. Did, did you end up? Did you end up buying a Switch though? Didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, um, you didn't. Wow! The, I thought you, of all the pressure you put on me, and you didn't take the plunge, <laughs> Dennis. Jeez. I, I, I Jeez. love how you interpreted that as pressure. I was just, I was just <laughs> share like whenever I share deals, it's just because I'm looking through deals and I go, oh, I think, I think Mike was looking for one, or I think Andrew was looking for one of the, you know, I sent which, my mom, which it was the whole time. I sent I, my it, mom it, an ad for, uh, um, the iPad Pro, all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I kept getting frustrated on the whole Switch thing because I, I genuinely wanted to buy a Switch, but did genuinely did not want to pay full price for it. Mm-hmm. So. I was more and more disappointed every time it kept coming through and it's like so nothing. much so much drama over like 40 bucks or 30 bucks <laughs> right realistically you speaking know, but there's a I I think that if they would have put a decent game in in a bundle I would have bought it I would have bought it yeah and that's yeah. sort of where I am. there was a better deal on a Google Express store that was like the console it was the same same deal console plus a Pokemon game with 20% off. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was like $70 off. Um, but it's, this is going to sound so stupid, but it was the, the red and blue controllers and the Pikachu version of the Pokemon game. And those are both the opposite of what I would choose if I were, picking those two things like i want the gray controllers and i want the ev version of the game oh sure yeah if i'm gonna buy it and so i'm like uh is it worth saving this to have the one that's not the one that i want because my my sister and my nieces and nephews everybody else has the console with the colored controllers like i want just the black the gray simple yeah um but uh yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? You know what else I bought? I bought. Um, yeah, I can't believe I forgot this one. I bought a robot. A robot. A five hundred dollar robot. What? I bought a Roomba. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> You've got a I, lot I, of hardwood floors or whatever. Linoleum yeah, and, and I, I do. Uh, I've got uh, most all of my upstairs. Was it? Um, it came in yesterday, and we um, Sydney named it Eva, and we decided <laughs> to we decided to. Uh, put it in the thing and name it that nice. And then, uh, we had it run its little, little thing. We had all the stuff. Generally our floors are pretty like clutter free. Sure. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll throw my shoes and stuff down every once in a while, but I can, you know, just pick those up. Um, mm-hmm. and my bedroom it, sometimes will have like thrown pants on the floor or a shirt or something like that. Occasionally when I miss the hamper, um, right. but it's generally cutter clutter free, but we have, you know, dust bunnies and just, things that accumulate so you have to sweep up mm-hmm. um so 
it's nice to have it. But we ran it and it was kind of cool. It was it's really neat. I mean, the tech is pretty sweet what it does. And you could watch this thing go and you think you have the AI figured out and then it will turn back and go back into the room and get a spot that it missed like half an hour ago. And you're like, what, what is happening? <laughs> um, but I've got, it's on a program thing too. And it's really neat. The, I, uh, it was, it's originally like 750, $800, the one I bought and it mm-hmm. was on sale for $500. So I decided to go, go for it. Um, to like never sweep my floors again. It's kind of a good idea. Yeah, um, yeah, but it it that. has like the the app. It shows you it maps out it maps out where it goes, okay, um, right? And so you see the model of the your floor plan of your house wherever it goes and everything it had not swept, meaning like furniture and stuff. Um, and then this morning, I forgot to close my bedroom door, and and it's it pinged me a message, uh, a notification saying like I was at work today and it said. Uh, Eva has finished her, her sweep t- uh, today. <laughs> I was like, Oh, cr-. and I looked at the map and it showed that it went in my bedroom. I was like, Oh crap. Did I pick up everything out of the floor? But I came home and the house was really nice looking. And it was like <laughs> the carpets you could tell were all vacuumed. And I was like, this right, is right. awesome. I don't have to nice. do nothing. I come home to a beautifully clean house. Nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about that purchase. It was the most expensive purchase I've made this year, but yeah, that's, good about it. that's a, not a small amount of money, but it's not. And you know, we would talk about the switch for $300, right? Right. Uh, yeah, that's a, our buddy Trotsky would probably, you know, bend me over the coals for that one. For mm. getting, a, <laughs> getting one thing for $500, another thing for, the, for three, but it's another topic. Right. Right. All right. Yeah, well, that's enough. I got, and time. then I got a lot of, um, I got a lot of small stuff. I, got from that Gamefly deal, I got Horizon Zero Dawn. That was in my mail oh, here when did. I got okay. to the house. Um, cool. Worth it. That was like, what, like 10 bucks or less or something like that? Yeah, like 12 or 13. Yeah, that's a deal. Um, Let's see. Amazon had a deal on socks and a deal on um, knee pads. Like, I've still got some more flooring to do here, so I want to have some good knee pads. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Between, between getting now into my late 30s and... Uh, and never working out, I, I, I can kneel on the floor for about three seconds before I'm, you know, yeah, knee, for sure. knees starting to hurt. But uh, um, what else? Uh, I bought Tabletop Simulator on Steam so that uh, my brothers and I can try that. I bought one of those Choose Your Own Adventure games at Target. Do you remember we did? Did you demo one of those with me at Gen Con? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Got that. We played through the first chapter of it while we were down there, um, and I bought uh, Divinity Two. I bought that today, actually. Oh wait, like on PC? Yeah. Oh, Cause, nice. Because it's it's slightly discounted now. It's like thirty. That that's a good deal. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fair. It's not bad. I, right. I'm 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 thinking. Too much time into that game, and not, <laughs> not in a kind of a good way. <laughs> okay, uh, it, it just it's doing the things that these kind of games do to me, which mm. I spend. I sit down and spend forty minutes on inventory managing. Yeah, right. Like I, I got I just I, I grab all the stuff, and then I want to sit there and I have to organize all my put all my crafting stuff in one character on one bag, and put mm-hmm. all my uh, items on this one. I'm going to sell on this guy, and it's like, ugh, you know. I got to learn to just let it go. Some games do that to me, and then 
other games, I'll get to a point where I've done it so many times in so many games that I can resist it. But yeah, I, I understand that impulse for sure. It's a large part of why I keep going back to Factorio. It's like there's something about the the sort of zen aspect of, of just of just tasking, doing some kind of simple procedural task. Well, with Divinity, I, w- I want to like play the game because the game itself is fun and interesting and new and <laughs> different and has has good stories and yeah. everything's voiceovered. So you're you get a lot of into it. But right. I, I, I get caught up in the stupid little things and like, oh, I better I'm in a town. I better like check every little barrel and <laughs> make sure I get every little fish that's in every little thing nice. instead of just letting it go and playing the game. So, right. Uh, anyway, it's that that it's a great game. It's a good game, but it's just. Yeah, wrecking my time with stuff. Right. Um, ugh. <laughs> anyway, so what, what? Let's let's go. Let's move on here a little bit. Let's talk about uh, switch gears over to some movies. Or uh, how about our weekly challenge? Okay. This was a Netflix challenge. This was your pick, uh, the mm-hmm. Kaminsky method. Yeah. We now we had a short week, so we picked this one to be a, a short little series. Yep. Um. And what did you think of this one? It's pretty good. Uh, funny, funnily enough, um, I was down in was down in Columbia, Tennessee, talking to my my family, my brother in law, and he's like, he's like, oh, I know a show you should check out. You'll think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's on Netflix with Michael Douglas and Alan Alda, and I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, I know that show. That's our weekly challenge. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Alan Arkin. Ar- Alan Arkin. That's uh, yeah, yeah. The, the that's the guy from Mash. Is the guy I'm... from Mash? Right, right. Yeah, that's but they're the all guy. they were equally older guys. So. S- similar kind of similar names. Yeah. The the uh, yeah he's right. I mean I I thought it was I thought it was pretty so, delightful. Was the word? Yeah. <laughs> um. I did not get to watch all of this, but I watched like four or five episodes. I think. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. And also kind of heavy. Very, yeah, both, yeah. both of those evenly, mm-hmm. and and endearing. I mean, there's it's touching, right? Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I told somebody about this. I said sometimes you wonder why these action movie stars that get paid a good amount of money for their roles are doing Netflix things. Um, I think. Netflix probably pitches them on, or their agents or something in a different way. And this one felt like, hey, big named actors that are old and aging, here's a chance for you to actually act. Like, get there and just act, right? Yeah. You don't have to do superhero things or action things or love interest things. You can get on there and just act. And they do just, they do that well. Mm-hmm, Every scene mm-hmm. is just great. It's a different part for, um, what's her name? I want to say Lisa Edelstein. Uh, oh, is that the daughter? The daughter who was on House. Yeah. yeah. She's not, she is not typecast in that one. She's <laughs> going against what she usually does. Yeah, for sure. Right. Which was I, when I, she came in, I thought, I actually, <laughs> what I kind of expected and what I thought and saw initially in that first shot was the girl from, um, give me money, please, from yeah, yeah. Parks and Rec. Um, you know what I'm talking about. I know that actress's name too, but yeah, Mona yeah. Lisa. And she was in Venom. Saperstein. 
Saperstein, right? Yeah. She, I expected that to be her and that's who it was. But, and that's kind of the character that she's almost-ish. Um, A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- there was a couple scenes that I, I really kind of nails it for me in the show. It's um when he goes and talks to the wife about dying with cancer. Mm-hmm. And it's done in a, it's a heavy subject, but the writing and the acting through that is done in a kind of a nice way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's serious, but they're, they're laughing, but not. And they're mm-hmm. very adult about it, I guess. Right. And then, and then he leaves and he turns around this guy that's kind of, you know, Michael Douglas's character. Right. Um, he turns around and he gives, uh, Alan Arkin a hug. You know, yeah. Instead of a, Mm-hmm. And you're, you're like, that's, he doesn't say anything else. He just hugs him. Yep. And, and you're like, that's, I like, I like this show. <laughs> <laughs> so sure. the, you said you saw about five of them. Something like that. Um, I, I had it on a little bit in the background while I was, I was doing some stuff over lunch, but. Um, well, it, it, it basically does the same thing all the way through, like all the way through all the episodes you get more of that just that meaty good goodness throughout. It doesn't yeah, like I think ramp the, up or get down or I think the last episode I saw is when he goes to he goes out to the to the bar by himself because because nobody his friend and, and Lisa won't won't go it's too late, but he goes anyway and he's stressing out about his prostate. Oh <laughs> he's he's going stag, he says. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, it's great because they're they're they hit basic topics that you expect in this show about being, getting old, right. um, but they handle them in a what feels like a much more realistic way. For right? sure, it's 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 not over the top movie ish or even TV sitcom ish. It's very much a guy who is you know smart and intelligent, but kind of wants to avoid it, but kind of has to not. Right. So you know. And, and as I'm listening to these guys thinking like, you know, this is kind of how I would deal with some stuff, you know, when the guy <laughs> loses his wife and he starts talking to her and they're all kind of like, like if, you know, if that happened to you, I'd let you talk to your dead wife. I just <laughs> let it happen. Right. 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 You know? Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's just a, his uh, coping mechanism. Right. And, and he even kind of talks about it, which is, again, it just felt very kind of realistic ish on, on many of the topics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, when he he finds out, spoiler alert, that he he doesn't have he's got slow cancer, okay, not cancer, right? right. Um, he it's kind of like uh, just how you'd feel the whole time, you know. He he's kind of dealing with how in between. And by the way, uh, Danny DeVito's character is great. Yeah, he's he's been introduced at the part. He's you know doing doing urologist jokes. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. The and, whole time. Yeah, and he, and he just plays it. Just perfectly. Mm-hmm, and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I would, I would like my urologist to be like that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, but yeah, I, I did like the show a lot. I'm happy. It was eight, it was eight episodes that I felt good about. And the only bad part about it is, is I hope all these actors live another year. So <laughs> <you> know? <laughs> well, if they, if they don't, they can always, uh, they can always get a new actor and put them back in with uh, CGI. Right. See, <laughs> that last week's topic. It was last week. I, I, I listened to that today because we did all the editing and editing right. at the last minute. 
and so it's fresh. Uh, the 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 CGI stuff. Yeah. Okay, so good good show. Glad we got to watch that. It, I would recommend it, and we get to see it. I did not think it was going to be all that great, and I randomly watched the first one and really liked it. Uh, what's our next week? Uh, this is your week. Well, speaking of things that you don't think will be that great. <laughs> I'll have a chance for a good backhanded segue. Um, you you went ahead and what my pick was going to be Christmas Prince, but somewhere in your week off last week, you watched that anyway. Yeah. Um, so I can't believe you're outing me. You're outing me about watching that. So. Right well, here on the air. I mean, if you hadn't seen it, then we would be watching it. Instead, we're going to be watching the sequel. Yeah. Uh. God, dude. Okay, I want to. I want to <laughs> defend myself for a second here. Last year, like for some odd reason, half of our friends watched The Christmas Prince sure. and was talking about it the whole time, and that includes you, Dennis Rogers. We're, <laughs> well, watch that watch that darn show. I've, I've, I'm sure that on the podcast I've mentioned how at least for the first two, two and a half seasons, and it's gotten better again in season four. I really, really enjoyed iZombie. I think it's yeah. at least in the first two seasons, the writing is is much more clever than your standard CW fare. It's Rob Thomas, the guy who did uh, Veronica Mars, not mm-hmm. not Matchbox Twenty. Rob Thomas, though they did <laughs> they did get him to uh, to cameo in the season finale of nice. uh, like season two or three, I think, which is nice. pretty hilarious. Well, the um, uh, and yeah, the, the so lead, you watch that, yeah, the lead in this movie is Rose McIver from who is the lead in iZombie. And mm-hmm. that was enough for me to to see it, but then I watched the trailer and I I've probably said this on the show before. Like it to me is if if the Duffer brothers are in love with 80s kid adventure movies, whoever made this show is in love with 90s holiday rom-coms yeah for sure it's it's very tongue-in-cheek it's very stylized you know completely made up country and and area and 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 everything random small kingdom where everyone has english accents like it's it's ridiculous but yeah right uh as i was watching it i was saying the same things i was like of course that's what the name of the country would be right right if you and of course they have english accents if you go into this it's a little bit like i said with monty python and the whole gray like if you go into this expecting like a an objectively good movie or a really clever you know nuanced relationship story you're going to be disappointed yeah i mean this is not that. that movie in that movie, twice they do the whole "if anyone should not be named king," <laughs> the really and then it slow, just drama yeah, yeah. goes down as he slowly puts the the crown on his head. No, wait! Like, oh man, yeah, this is exactly and what this you, is. You've seen it. You've seen it more recently, so you probably there's yeah, like a so, thing with an well, acorn in a in a Christmas ornament or something. So bad, so bad. Okay, <laughs> so the reason I watched that was because all of our friends had watched it, and then there was rumors that there would be a sequel, right. and I could not be left out of the conversation this time. That's true. So I was sitting at home. It was a rainy day, <laughs> and I had already watched, binge-watched a very manly show with uh, the, you know, Kiefer Sutherland president show. Oh, so, you kept watching that show? Did it? Did, how How far into it did you get? 
it's great one that you can not have in the background. What did I do? What's going on there? Let's see. The president shot him, got shot, and wife killed himself. That was crazy. Uh, they still haven't got the terrorists, and there's terrorists everywhere that are hidden in the conspiracies <laughs> and never ending stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. It's all kind of like runs into. So are you? The same is that still now. in season one? Yeah, I'm still in season because okay. I, I just watched like an hour or two, maybe of it. When it it start for us, it started to lose it in season one, and then when we got to season two, we're like, yeah, this we can't, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> well, season one feels like it because uh, I think I might be in episode thirteen out of twenty for, or something. For like the benefit that. of the listeners, we're talking about uh, designated survivor. Yeah, right, designated survivor. It's it's it's. Dennis said it to me the right, the best way you can explain it was, you know, when you start off with destroying the entire government, where do you go from there? Yeah, it's I mean, it's the hero's problem. Yeah, it's it's already done. He's he, he's and then after like he kind of like gets gets the reign of things about five or six episodes in, and you're like back to normal West Wing ish type fare, right? Um, a and lot, you're like a lot okay, of politics, yeah, yeah. You're like okay, the the premise of this show is designated survivor, but Really, that was only the first synopsis of the first five episodes. The rest of it is just president, you know, Mr. President Independent. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that that was that's what I've been doing watching. And I stopped and I said, OK, I will put something else on. There will be holiday. And I watched that one. So now we're going to watch the second one. and You're going to make me watch the second one. OK, yeah, it, it comes out on the 30th, which is Wednesday for us. By the time this okay. episode airs, it will be already out. So the Th- this is one. Can... You know what? Okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a special guest on the show. We're going to make one of our friends watch this show. Hmm. We're, I'm gonna, we're going to find somebody to subject to watching this. Maybe we can get Captain Chris to watch it. Okay. <laughs> That'll be terrible. What, what horrible friends we are. Yep, yep. Awesome. So, um, the, the other thing that we should, I guess, talk about now is we're going to try something a little new. Um... And I don't know, I don't know if we want to completely stop doing the like new and chosen and Netflix challenges. We'll just have to try and do both um, because I want to keep this new thing on a schedule. Um, so like a new segment, is that what we're, we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, like a new segment. And so maybe we can, uh, you know, we'll sometimes do both. So what we're going to do is... Um, there is a scratch-off poster that I saw on, like, an Instagram ad or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's available on Amazon. I'll put a link in the show notes. It is... Yeah, every, everybody who listens and want to follow along, go to those show notes and yeah, see what he's we're, talking about. We're, we're both going to get that poster, and we'll start at the top left and go down in order. There's a hundred of these. A hundred movies. It's a, it's a bucket list poster. And most definitely, there are, like... 60 70% of the films on there at least one of us has seen. Sure. And so we'll have a little bit of, you know, a sort of back to the challenge thing where one sees it for the first time and one, you know, to see if it holds up. Um mm-hmm. but there's probably some classics on there that we've missed along the way. All right, sure. Hey, question with this one, one little bit of a point of question with it. Okay. What if we come across one of the ones that we've actually talked about on the show on a back to the challenge type thing? Are we just going to go ahead and scratch that and say we did it? Probably. There's no reason. Like we we don't want to watch Godfather again. Like six months from now for us to be talking about Godfather again. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if that would be fun to do. Right. Right. Uh, So we're going to do that starting uh, at the new year. 
and then it'll be our like 2020 challenge because it's gonna it's a hundred movies it'll take us two years to right uh, to so if you're if you're interested in in following along with this go to those show notes that he's going to show it's only like 15 dollars for the poster you can put it up and then you can you know we'll know what we're going to be watching next and you can scratch that off as we go along so and we can you can always watch a movie count on that you're going to watch a movie each week and then kind of listen along to us talk about it as much as you know you can talk about it or send in your comments as well it's kind of cool. That's kind of exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It, yeah. it was neat. It was a neat little scratch off challenge. And, and you get it. If I'm not mistaken, the one we decided on, you scratch it and it shows like a little icon of. Yeah, there's like there's like custom movie. movie art for each. And then when we're done, we'll have, you know, the whole poster of. Uh, they have they have these posters for books and TV shows and vinyl and albums like music albums also. Yeah, that's Trixie. By the way, I think it was on Amazon is where you have this, right? Amazon yeah. is where you bought this. So it's tricky because listeners and Dennis, if you haven't already bought it, it says at the bottom that you can change the color of the poster from like black to red to whatever. But it's a different poster. And I was like, it's a different poster. Yeah. So as soon as you change it to red, it changes it from uh, movies to books. And it's really tricky. Yeah, so you're you got to make sure you're going to fall behind if you're trying to read The Shining in the same week that I'm watching The Shining. <laughs> yeah, right? No, that's not going to work out. The no, same. no, Good. that's a lot of book to read. That's cool. Week. I'm excited about that. And, and we're gonna, not going to start that until the, the the new year comes around. Yeah, because uh, we're going to do some holiday stuff for our this month, which is you know Christmas will be here before you know it, and then one week between there and New Year's, um, we can watch the uh, the uh, Halloween show, Nightmare Before Christmas, for some reason. That's a, went, that's a Christmas Watch a movie. Halloween show during Christmas time. Okay, what have we got? Oh, you you dug up this old title, this old topic. Um, have you seen any of the trailers for um, The New Lion King? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm amazed. What do you think? Yeah. I, I kind of like it. It I'm looks interested. just It looks just like the original. And one of my family andrew or or maybe our our sister becca was like is it is it really live action if there are no people yeah right and i'm like well what else are you gonna call it because it's not it's a cg movie yeah it's cg animated instead of you know ink and and cell painted like yeah it looks real i think you still call that live action I think people are calling it live action. When, yeah. when I went at Thanksgiving, when people were showing it and passing it around on iPads, they, they were calling it, oh, this is the live action version. Yeah. Cause it's, what else are you going to call it? Like, it's, yeah. it, it, yeah. Maybe it's not real. Maybe it is all animated, but it still is photorealistic, is what you would say if it were, if it were a painting, if it were art. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but that's a really good point, though, that it's not actual. It's a thing. But, I'll tell you what it, it it looks to be doing what Beauty and the Beast did. Um, so I, I'm kind of a fan of these Disney remakes that they're doing mm-hmm. uh, that that they've done in the last I don't know six seven years something like that. Something they did like Maleficent that. was one of the first one, right? Which was a, a, not a retelling of Beauty and the, or Sleeping Beauty, but kind of from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did Cinderella, which was a great one. Yeah, um, my uh, my nieces watched that had that movie on while while there was something else going on and that seemed seemed pretty good i mean Kate blanchett is great 
and mm-hmm. uh, um, I like that girl from she was on Downton yep. Abbey and uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, yeah, it, it it was pretty good. It was it wasn't like oh my gosh, great! I still have Ever After is one of my favorite Cinderella ones uh, with Drew Barrymore. But uh, this one was pretty good. It was another in the same kind of vein as Maleficent type right. you know, thing. Uh, but then they they put out Beauty and the Beast, and Beauty and the Beast did something different in that it it um, it followed the movie almost beat by beat. The songs were almost exactly the same, and they just added a okay. one or two extra scenes. Um, so they they kind of had the uh, um, was it? it's so it's so good. Why would you touch a classic type thing? So they kind of mm. the director or writers or took that to heart and said, well, let's not. Let's just make it live action. And right. You know, and and, and that's what yeah. and that's how this Lion King movie looks like the trailer. Yes. It looks just like the original trailer mm-hmm. for the old animated uh, one. So I'm. I'm excited about that. I mean, I I am too. I saw Jungle Book and was fairly disappointed. Granted, I saw it in the drive-in, and so the picture. Oh, Jungle Book was another one they did. Yeah, the picture right. was too dark, and so I couldn't really see everything. But like, it, I found it very unsettling to see a little boy playing and dancing with a full-size like Kodiak bear in a way that an animated a cartoon bear is not. Right. Like, yeah, it can be kind of funny for a boy to be a little boy to be, you know, being nearly killed by a boa constrictor if it's if it's animated and the snake is kind of funny. But when yeah. it looks exactly like a real snake or a real bear, it's not. Uh, or the wolves. The wolves were scary. It's not really as comedic. And yeah. And Christopher Walken, it's a monkey that was just awful. Yeah, that was a terrible. But anyway, I'm I'm excited about this this Lion King one. Yeah, the, like you, you know good. what? If you if you haven't seen it, they've got a teaser for the new Aladdin as well. I have not that, seen that. Came that. Out. Yeah, that's that's another one that they're they're doing, and it's uh, I saw that before I saw the Lion King one, and it's just a teaser. It's got like the uh, kind of like they're in the background haunting music of the of some of the songs that are happening like i think it's never had a friend like me or something mm-hmm. and then it's going you see the the cave open up and again live action the cave open up in the side of a sand dune and the camera goes into it and it pans around this huge op- you know chasm cave and it's got the 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 lamp at the top of the mm. thing you're like oh it's aladdin mm-hmm, you know? and then mm-hmm. it comes up with aladdin um so yeah, those are those are both cool. movies. My my peak Disney watching kind of goes from Little Mermaid, which was eighty nine, mm-hmm. yep, to the first Toy Story. Oh yeah, and there are some outliers, you know, like we had, uh, we had Dumbo and I think Lady and the Tramp and the Robin Hood animated. Uh, yeah. all like recorded onto a VHS from Disney Channel when they were on. Yep, those are that's a, that's classic Disney era. That's like and so I would call the Silver Age. Those of, like uh, those yeah. few cherry picked ones I've seen a lot. Uh, Sword in the Stone is another one of those. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah. But from uh, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beauty Beast, and the Beast uh, Toy Story. Um, a handful of others, 101 Dalmatians, but like those are the ones that either I watched a lot as a kid or because I have so many younger siblings when they would watch, you know, we only had one TV. And so they're like, well, the 
the youngest kid is is you know being crazy and you want him to sit and be quiet well then you put on 101 dalmatians or toy story <laughs> again and so we all watch toy story because there's only one tv yeah right i th- i think the the height of disney's what i would like to dub is the silver age for disney is definitely from what you said from little mermaid to lion king those are those are i think was just where every year in year to year they had incredible things i mean you have Little Mermaid, and then the very next year you have Aladdin, and then the very next year you have Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and the very next year you have The Lion King. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are clearly classics. And before then, you had every five, six, seven years you'd it have just, a good hit. It took so long to make them. Yeah, yeah, sure. But but they hit him. They hit him year after year with that that one. So the fact that they've been remaking these ones, like they're, it's just Disney mining. Like sure, good ideas sure. or things that they've hit, but why not? I, I'm I'm for it, you know. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, I and and I don't mind. I don't mind them changing things up, like the Maleficent thing. It's about you know the the evil queen instead of about tell a different you know tell a different part of that story. Yeah, I, I don't mind that either. I, I'm actually I like that a little bit better, but. Um, because I will say Beauty and the Beast, while I loved it, because I loved the songs and I liked everything about it, and I thought Hermione was a pretty good Belle. Okay. There were still some unsettling things that, like LeFou, just as a real person, seems like not cool. Like he's a sycophant kind of, you know, latch on. And then Gaston is, you know, he's uh, gregarious and over the top mm-hmm. in the in the cartoon, right? But when you watch him... On real life, you're like that guy is a really bad word, right? You know, like he is <laughs> terrible person that no one would want to like. Sure, sure, right. So there's there's some little unsettling things about that. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's that's an interesting opportunity to uh, bring up a topic that I had a couple weeks ago. Um, where are we at? We're at an hour five, so we got a little bit of time for this. Sure. Um, I was reading uh, an article about Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't remember why or what the article was actually about. Uh, but the the guy in this, uh, maybe he was talking about the, they were maybe going to do a, a TV series or, it, you know, I think it was about the old, uh, the rotoscoped uh, cartoon movie from the 70s. Uh, hmm. you know, the, oh, the, the Rankin the, and Bass, the not Rankin yeah, yeah. and Bass. Um, I forget who did it, but the, the cartoon, That's, that sounds, that sounds close to it. Um, anyway, this guy in the article said that, uh, to him, he thinks that the Peter Jackson films are the best version of that story. Uh, you know, okay. in, in parentheses, like apologies, book readers or whatever. And that made me wonder, because when I was, I don't know, like 20, 19, 20, 21, 2, 3, early 20s, late teens, right out, right in college, um, I was definitely of the opinion that the first thing, the original thing, was always the best, or at the very least deserved the highest respect right the source material um you know uh um 
Sean Connery they, is the original James Bond. So by default, he's better than anything that comes after. And uh, original Star Trek Kirk and Spock is the is the best Star Trek, and anything after that is is just and. In the intervening years, in the intervening years, I've come around to say, to seeing like, yeah, the, the, you know, culture changes and context changes and things that were appropriate, entertaining, whatever, like, are, you know, they don't fit. I do still think that you should always give appropriate respect to the original material, the original, um, Whatever you know, the Beatles yeah. or uh, the books of the spirit of, of, it, you of, think, of Lord or? of the Rings, like wherever it started, should be recognized. Um, but um, you know, and that's I'm I'm sort of talking about two different things with that, like the um, the difference between the Lord of the Rings books and the Lord of the Rings movie is different from comparing the Beatles to, I don't know, Mumford and Sons. Like, the, the, well, I mean, it, are they singing, are you talking about them singing the same songs reinterpreted? And, and that's, and that's sort of the question I'm, I'm going for. Like, um, you know, maybe, maybe think of a case where there's an original version of a story or it's easier with music, I think, um, because there are a lot of covers out there, but every yeah. so often a cover is better than the original. Yeah. Because, sometimes. you know, even even the most prolific musician, like the Beatles, musician, musicians, have songs that they, they phoned in, you know, to get an album done. Um, yeah. Joe Cocker's live version of... Uh, uh, with a little help from my friends, is much better than the original Beatles version. Well, it's not. It's not always just that they phone it in either. It's that, it's that sometimes it's a good song, and then other ones can just make it better. For example, I like "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." That's that's a great song when it was sang in Wizard of Oz. Right. But then I have heard some amazing covers way better. Sure. Than it was original. Um, right. The, not that the good song, the first song, was bad in any way. It just it was. The the most better. recent uh, the most recent example of that that I know of is um, Johnny Cash did a cover of the Nine Inch Nails song "Hurt." Um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, probably most well known now for being in the uh, Logan movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never a Nine Inch Nails fan, but when you take this song that originally was written by a I don't know guy in his twenties about heroin addiction. And then have it redone by Johnny Cash just you know a couple years before his passing mm-hmm. with the with the weight of experience of his age and all of the things that he did and that happened to him in that time, the song just becomes ten times more powerful yeah and and you mentioned that it was in the Logan movie that fits so perfectly with that theme and that thing mm-hmm, of that character mm-hmm. when and when you're listening to Johnny Cash singing, it's a double whammy of like the character Logan and Johnny Cash singing it, then you're like, yeah, oh yeah, that's I get it. I get what you're going for here, you know and so so that's that's that in music that's a that's a little bit of a different thing, but um, I'm thinking of like 
like it's really easy and almost lazy, and I can say that because I've done this many, many times and still do with certain things. It's really easy to say the book is better, right? Like I do it all the yeah. time. Yeah, um, I think that's a lame, lame thing to, to do. And 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 I, I agree. And it doesn't. Um, it's a thing people say a lot that a lot of times just comes down to like time, right? Um, you can tell so much more story in a book like The Shining or The Count of Monte Cristo. You can, it's a book. And so you can describe everything. You have full control over the, the, the text part of the medium. And so you could tell this whole sprawling story that would never fit in even a long, even like a three-hour movie. See, I, I kind of think the opposite of that. I, I think what you're saying here is the opposite stance that I would take. I, I think that a book, or whether it be a comic book or it be a book book, it's 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 so much more dependent on the the reader's imagination and what they see of the world and how they view the room in their mind or what this person looks like. And you can describe a character, but way the way their mannerisms and their they're interacting with other people, you you imagine that in your in your mind, right. no matter how descriptive it is. Yet when you go to a movie, because it's such a short thing and they have it's right there on screen, it's very clear exactly what you're supposed to see. What, you, what they want to tell you to be and what and how it's supposed to be acted or, or done. I think it's a I think the the movie versions are much more defined, which makes people who say that the books are better, that's why. Is because in their mind you can never get better than what they see. Right. I mean, that'll never be taught. Yeah, and and that's and that's sort of sort of where I'm going with that. What I've what I've been saying for ten the last 10, 15 years is that they're two, at least two, two different mediums. Like a yeah. book or, I mean, it's more than two because we're including like books. I mean, even books and audiobooks can be different from the same, from the same material, right? Like reading a book is a different experience than listening to an audiobook. Um, yeah. Depending on what it is and depending on the performance of the audiobook. Um a lot of audiobooks that I listen to uh, have different voices, people doing character voices. And when the uh, when the story in the text gets intense, the the narrator will read it in an intense way. Yeah. Um, and that's a different experience from just reading it yourself. Like you if you're reading it yourself, you have to you have to create all of that intensity um yourself yeah and you can imagine it different ways you can imagine it through volume or and, and you imagine it different features. ways there's a there's a series i'm thinking of in particular does a sort of tolkien-esque thing where there's a foreign language it's it's a made-up you know ancient dead language but there are scenes where the characters speak it like as battle cries yeah and the narrator reading it will read and pronounce it like as a battle cry, he's like shouting. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if, if I had this in my hands as a paper book, my eyes would go right over that text. Yeah. Because I don't right. know how to pronounce it. 
Right. Like I you might just say he says something like crazy. I'm I'm interested in languages. So like I maybe would look at it and try to figure out how it's pronounced. But when I listen to it in audiobook, like it gives me chills because I can feel the intensity of the of the situation. Anyway, that's I didn't mean to go yeah. deep into books and audiobooks, but like books, audiobooks, comic books, graphic novels, um, then compared with TV shows, miniseries and film. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't, that, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I totally see, I totally see the idea of what the original being like, Oh, the original being the best in from the standpoint of, you know, the, the reader, the reader has their own interpretation of things. Yeah. But, so the, the, just to, I got way off track on my original thought, yeah. but, um, what I've been saying for 10, 15 years is that they're different and you shouldn't compare them at all, which is, you know, it's me being a little idealistic because you really can't right. separate it. It's like um, we had something else like that. It's like when you watch something that's 50 years old. It's like when you watch original Star Trek, you can't really separate your modern way of thinking from the show. You can try. Mm-hmm. But you're still going to see stuff every so often and be like, oh, wow, that's sexist or whatever. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Well, there's also difficulties. So if, you've, in- if you've read a book and you're watching the movie, you can't you can't completely separate it. You can if you're intentional about it. Like I went and saw The Dark Tower knowing that I was not going to get a tenth of the story that was in the books. You yeah, know, I was going to get. Just a basic Wikipedia summary of the story at best. And yeah, a glim- that's glimpses a, of it. That's about what I got, and I was not disappointed because my expectations yeah. were so low. Um, but I do think, and especially in the medium of comic books, as a you know guy that doesn't read a lot of comic books, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's some there's some room for potentially argument there. Like I've never read. A Daredevil comic, but I have yeah. to imagine that it is maybe not a better, but a maybe more enjoyable experience to watch him literally fist fighting with guys than to just see a series of pictures of of yeah. punches. Right? Is that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, because. Yeah, when you're watching, when you're watching or, or seeing a comic book, there's just like one or two frames of a fight, right? You know, so so you, but you, and a lot of times those are made bigger by the whole spread of a page. You know, it takes the oh, you turn sure, the page and it's yeah, the whole yeah, page yeah. of a punch across the jaw. Um, so the, you you do tend to spend more time gazing up those things and letting your imagination kind of run wild about you know, the swing leading up it's to more, it or whatever it is. Yeah. In, I mean, in, in the same way as a book requires your imagination, looking at action in a comic book is more cerebral. Yeah, it is. And and you can't do too much. Although, you know, some comics, there's a billion comics out there, but some comics sure. have, have tried to hold like, I, I've had some where there's no, almost no words and it's all one action scene. Like the whole comic is just mm. an, a fight. Um, where there's no words and, and that's, that's okay. That's a different, that's a way to do it. But generally, generally it's like the, the one or two frames type things that you're extrapolating. Um, but hey, an example of kind of what you're talking about here with like, um, comic books and different interpretations, Venom is a 
perfect one. It's okay. Recent. Um, uh, I watched it. I kind of went into it with a weird expectation because this is a Venom without Spider-Man. Right. And Spider-Man is core to Venom's character all around. Um, yeah, yeah. So they, how, how, do, how do you make a movie about a character that doesn't, it's kind of like saying, it's literally about saying, let's, let's make a Lord of the Rings movie and just not have the ring in it. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like the first you can version do of the because Hobbit. yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's just not, you don't need to, I mean, the ring is important, but it's, there's so much more in that movie that's going on besides just the ring. Right. Um, so they, and that's what the same thing here is like Venom. In the comic books, it's about Spider-Man and everything that is about Spider-Man. So this movie did not have that in it at all. And it just told its own story. And when we were done, Sydney asked, you know, well, how was that? My daughter had asked, well, mm-hmm. how was this in the comic? Or was that guy in the comic? Or mm. was this? I'm like, no, n- none of this was <laughs> really, none of this was anything relatable to the comic. And there's some threads of that. He's a symbiote. Okay. He's an alien. Yes. Uh, but that's, they just kind of re went on their own thing and just took the core basics of the stuff and made their own story. Was that better or worse? I think the general consensus from the $886 million <laughs> it made was that people thought it was fine. They didn't yeah. need to, they didn't need to have that. Even the comic book people surely went and saw it maybe right. a couple times. I mean, it helps that we're, we're like at peak saturation for Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. But still you don't have, there was no tie to Spider-Man. They didn't even like market it as a Spider-Man thing. That's what I mean. So like, if you're a, if you're a comic nerd and you're going, Oh, I should have had Spider-Man in there. Like, Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. I think we've had enough Spider-Man for a minute. Like, Oh yeah. Four Spider-Mans in the last, right. Uh, you know, 10 years. I'm fine with Venom, but I don't want more Spider-Man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I guess that's true. And and that's, you know, there's a lot of these things that that go into is if something's better than another, namely, like, is it, I mean, there, okay, there was a Captain America movie with, I think it was David Hasselhoff. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That was um, put out in the 80s, I want to say. Okay. And it was horrible. Uh, There was a Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren. Or Mm. Lundgren, Lundgren. And it was horrible i saw a punisher um, movie but i don't think it was that one i know there's like four of them one okay. of them was one or two of them was actually okay yeah but my point was is that you know you, you at that time you'd be like oh this is ho-, you could easily say oh this is horrible the source material is way better they you know you can't do this and then you come out you know 20 30 years later and you come out with a real captain america movie what we call a real captain america movie and now now we can have a debate is this movie better than the the books or i so i think it matters the caliber of the different things right like right a a cruddy lord of the rings movie what b movie would have been like oh you could never do you know a good lord of the rings movie but now that we have one it's a it's it's now it's a topic sure with the with the technology yeah like how many how many covers of the of that nine inch nails song could have been horrible and then now you strike it good with one right Right. Or how many over the somewhere with the rainbows have they redone that weren't great or weren't as good, but then they finally redid it. And, you know, the something eclipsed it finally. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it comes it comes in the fact that um, 
you know, here, let me, let me branch this off into another topic a little bit, not a topic, same topic. We're okay. coming up on time here, but I, but yeah. I want to get your thought here. So Mickey Mouse is coming up on his, his copyright uh, thing. It's meaning oh, that is, that, is that finally, I wonder yeah, if that's who, who why knows they're, I'm sure Disney might put another, like some kind of injunction on the copyright. Laws. I but wonder if that's why they're the story remaking of his, these movies to extend yeah. their, uh, who knows? Well, the the thing is, is that Steamboat Willie, when Mickey was first introduced and copyrighted, was uh, in like uh, 1919. So through a lot of stuff, his copyright is going to come up due. Uh, and it means that Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and a lot of the other characters are going to go into the public domain. For our listeners, that basically means that anyone can use Mickey Mouse for profit or anything. You can make I can I can go out. We can call this episode Mickey Mouse's extravaganza. <laughs> and make money off of it. And Disney could do nothing about it. Okay. Um, so is, is that good? Is that, I mean, the idea, the spirit of copyright laws having term limits, so to speak, is that, you know, creativity should never be, you know, someone's great idea should not be just limited to them. They should get their own profit and satisfaction from it, but the world deserves it. How do you feel about that? Like, does the world deserve to change somebody's ideas like Tolkien's into a whole different genre. Do they, is that a good thing? I mean, the original creators, that's theirs. That's their idea. Never mess with it. I mean, when you're talking about, when you're talking about, you know, Disney has, has lobbied to change these laws so that it lasts a hundred years or whatever, Mm -hmm. like you're well beyond a creator's lifetime. Yeah, you know, in right. the in the pharmaceutical world, the that timeline, that patent timeline is like seven years or something. Yeah, right. Like if you develop a drug, you have exclusive rights to sell it for seven years, and then after that, people can make generic versions, and there can be competition in the market. That's a little different because you're talking about a commodity in in medication compared to intellectual property. Well, still, it's it's kind of the, the idea that you're you're still creating better things by letting other people use your ideas. Yeah, I mean, supposedly better things. I mean, there's always maybe not always, but for the most part, you get more different, interesting things when people are able to, uh, you know, make derivative work, or you know, at some point there was only one. Uh, you know, only one King Kong movie, and it was an old silent film. And eventually, mm-hmm. somebody was able to make a new one with better uh, um, special effects. Um, Has there really been a good King Kong movie? Really? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> I remember enjoying the Peter Jackson one in theater, but that was a long I, I kind of did too. Yeah, I like well, well, lots, so it's well, that helps, yeah, right. What? Um, I mean, yeah. Like I, I'm thinking of Star Wars as being my my perfect example of this is that, mm. you know, Star Wars was is is a huge, sprawling, amazing idea by George Lucas, who did this great thing. Um, but he got it. He hit lightning and then didn't do anything with it for 30 years. Like he barely did anything. And then he decided to come back. And, you know, of course, he built it for money, which is his right. Um but he came back and made his own prequels and these other things. And they were just horrible. They were terrible. Yes. They're terrible. And so you just have this like, 
amazing universe that can be changed and expanded and done so many different ways by other people and different ideas. But, you know, one guy just has a stranglehold on this idea and it is his idea. I totally give him that. Sure. Um, and then he now look what happens when he sold it. Disney, granted, Disney gets hold of it and he sold it for a billion dollars. Um, but he now we have all of these different movies that come out and we get to see all these different expansions, whether you like them or you think they're good or not. At least now there's a different opportunity for different perspectives from different people. I mean, I think, I think we've said this on the show, like for, for all of the, the crap that we give last Jedi, it was much better than Phantom Menace. (laughs) True. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so let's not, uh, let's not kid ourselves. No, I mean, I think, and that's because Phantom Menace was limiting itself to George Lucas. I mean, only George Lucas could say it was good. Only George Lucas could could make the movie. Only George Lucas because it was his one idea. Right. Um, right. And and I think I think if you're talking about a hundred years, like Walt Disney has been gone for a while. Yeah. Um, and I think Disney is going to do okay. Yeah, I think <laughs> right? they'll, 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 that's um, right. They, they, that's a little bit of a crazy the, stuff, but in yeah. the in this specific case, but um, yeah, yeah. But I'm, the idea is that, that that Mickey that Mickey now like these other things, like his original works. It, was he was he stifled in the last one hundred years? I mean, he's obviously been big success, and he's got great movies, TV shows, whatever. But could Mickey be better? Can there be some amazing Mickey cartoons that are going to be made in the next twenty years? that aren't from Disney. Maybe, you know, or, or will he show up in video games and will he show up in all these things? That's going to be a cool and interesting thing. You know, like a a video game company use Mickey in their game, not maybe as their main character, but you know, uh, going on an adventure with him. That's yeah. I mean, I think, I think once you get, once you get past a certain point, the, the quote unquote market of, of, material available benefits from competition right that's whatever yeah not not to make this political but you know if you know i mean not that not that there isn't you know like fan fiction and whatever that's generally terrible but like what if you know all the various studios hands weren't tied with with all these um uh different venn diagrams of who controls what in marvel Mm -hmm. and they could actually put you know spider-man with x-men and deadpool or whatever yeah right um if it wasn't all uh um controlled controlled i mean someday we'll finally get that street fighter versus mortal Kombat game right right right. because those will go up and, and all that kind of stuff uh but yeah, that, that, you know, so bringing it back around on a closing type thing to, to your original, our, our original conversation here of, of, you know, original being, is it always the best? Is it always better? Uh, the, the idea is like you said, competition will eventually hopefully breed better things or create better things. So, so even if Mickey is great or Star Wars is wonderful or whatever, Lord of the Rings original books better, James Bond is better or, or was better at the beginning, eventually eventually with enough iterations and bouncing off different things, you're going to hopefully come out with a better product, you know, given that opportunity. Yeah. You know, you, you'll have wicked come out of wizard of Oz and things like that. Sure. So, 
just, you know, just got to give it time and be happy of the fact that you can have these different ideas. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. We got, we got all sorts of topics tonight hitting through this stuff. Yeah, hit, hit, we rocked it out. Hit a bunch of stuff. Let me close this. Get my notes. Hey, we're right on time. Almost. We're a little bit over. <laughs> that's not this show. That's the other show. Man, I'm so, I'm so disorganized. It's holiday weekend, man. Threw me off. Ho- holiday weekend. Getting your getting your stuff. You want. All right. This has been the Front Porch episode sixty six. Special Ooh. thanks as always to our friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. If you want uh, movie news, film headlines. I felt like they had a third thing. Whatever. Glorious podcast <laughs> form. Check them out. Geek Scholars Movie News. Uh, if you like role-playing games and ridiculous, this last episode uh, went up this past Wednesday. Uh, for the listeners, it'll be like two weeks ago. was just crazy nonsense. You guys were all wasted. And yeah, that's that's a... By the way, if anyone listens listening to this now and is thinking about, oh, do I want to try out that Klingons and Dragons? Just, just pick up that episode and get <laughs> past 10 minutes. Like <laughs> 10 minutes, we're, we're kind of going. We got a little bit. And then it's just... I don't even know what to think about it. It's that's just uh, its own thing. That's that's our other podcast, Klingons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> right. I, I played a little bit of it for for my brothers over the weekend. Toward the end, when uh, when Captain Chris makes his speech and uh, de-escalates the the situation, well, <laughs> sort of. I think some some of the things that happen in that is it's the it's the the, the comedy of of laughter in general. It's um, I was listening to it and. You know, when somebody says a bad joke, which most 90% of our drunken oh, yeah. jokes are terrible, terrible. We, we say a joke and then you have like four to five minutes of us just laughing and then it, it <laughs> dies down and then somebody just has that, that high, like exasperating laugh that they can't stop laughing, yep, happening. Yep. And you're listening to it and you're like, I'm just, this is hilarious. I'm laughing too yeah. at just the laughter. It's, it's so, pretty fun. Yes. That's a great one. That's a fun one to, to listen to. Yeah, so check right, that sorry. out, Klingons and Dragons. Uh, if you have questions, comments, topic ideas, uh, whatever, you can email us at frontporchpod at gmail.com or go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com. we got contact forms, social media stuff that we never use, and uh, you can check that out. Uh, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, and while you're there, if you leave us a review, that would be awesome. Thanks, as always, for listening, and until next time... I'm Dennis. And I am Michael. For the front porch. Good night, everybody. Night, guys. Night, guys.